0: Support for 100 watts in a wire is provided by ICOM. The great outdoors are calling. Get outside and under the stars with one of ICOM's ultimate SDR transceivers. The real HF fun starts here. Check out the 705, your perfect QRP companion, or the 9700. This radio brings direct sampling to the UHF VHF world, plus the 7300. The radio that changed the way entry level HF is designed. Visit ICOMAmerica.com/slash amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 watts and a wire well hello hello and uh welcome to the show my name is christian if we have not met my call sign is kilo zero sierra tango hotel it's great to have you here today we're going to be talking about the top three portable accessories now not picked by me your boy but picked by members of the ham radio community and uh joined this morning by uncle steve from the great state of washington everybody Elmer is here steve (laughs) W7 UDI how you doing this morning sir
1: I'm doing good it's a great day here in the Northwest good deal
0: good deal we've uh, we put the word out there we've got a big portable thing happening so we're we're gonna be you know in about five weeks from now we're gonna be you know we're gonna be out there doing it I mean I hope to be out there doing it and testing and tinkering and I'm talking about the 100 watts and a wire tune-up so we've got to focus on what's happening Mm -hmm. with portable operations are you going to be any closer this year to getting yourself out there steve
1: oh yeah oh no that's the goal for this year is get out there get portable got the rig got the uh i just need to deal with the the uh, power situation and uh and then looking forward to the uh, list of accessories that i need to add to the portable setup i have the mast i got the antennas got the coax now i just need the goods
0: yeah, well, we're gonna get you the goods. We'll get you the goods. Make a list of the goods that you need, you know, and we'll figure out uh, how to get portable. Because about five weeks, we got uh, in ju- in June, June eleventh through the thirteenth, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get it on. We're gonna do it. We're gonna so to speak. But anyway, this week <laughs> I put I put the call out there to our community to talk a little about, about your top portable accessories, and this is going beyond your radio you know, your antenna, these things that need to get you on the air. What do you pick? And lots of people got to see the message. That's good. Over 3,000 people, almost 4,000 people. And I figured we'd take some time to go through And this is what I mean. Like Bill says, compass, multi-tool, and a first aid kit. First aid kit covers a bunch there, doesn't it, Steve? Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. That's just, you know, boo-boo kits and things like that. That's perfect. Yeah, that's that's always good to have. Now, Thomas...
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you never know. I keep one in my truck, and that's something that we overlook, mm-hmm. you know. I keep one. I've got two. I keep one in a, in a bag that kind of runs with me, and then there's one in the truck just in case. And you can get mm-hmm. those in. They can be really fancy, really, I don't know, sophisticated. They're surgical kits, and I don't want to perform a surgery on myself. I, uh, I want to stop basic, the bleeding. The
1: first aid supplies is just good enough. You know, just kind of think of it as a boo-boo kit. Yeah, for sure.
0: Now, we've got an experienced uh, POTA operator here chiming in with us. Oh, that's Thomas. A roll of toilet paper. Now, a roll of toilet paper is going to go a long way. You don't want to have to be uh, taking care of business with the leaves unless you're, you know what you're doing out there. That might well, be a really important piece. Pine ease. cones and
1: a few other branches. Pine cones. <laughs>
0: Codes and branches. Cobs, uh, couldn't it calls a timeout here? No, no, no. Couldn't it calls a timeout here? I'm a little concerned about the direction of this. Uh, anytime it's we're taking, going down the crapper, it, it's it's this is bad. I'm going to call a timeout here. I, I need to uh, I need to call Karen. Uh, Karen, what <laughs> is happening? Can you just
2: uh, help n- me? Yeah, uh, I've got. I've got a goal to get on portable this year myself, and I'm when this broadcast is over. I'm going to check my yard for pine cones. <laughs> <I> mean, uh, <laughs> who wipes with a pine cone in
0: hey, hey, a tree branch? And an- I,
1: I got, a, I got a bunch. I can send it to you. This is not. <laughs> Thank
2: good. you. I'm ready. I'm ready to get <laughs> out there you. and go portable. I've been looking. At all the equipment I need, and pine oh cones god. were not on my list. So, oh my god. Uh, as I long as I'm not the green. only
0: one here, I, I thought pine no, green,
2: cones green pine, green ones, the soft ones, the ones not, that are smith,
0: uh, but still, still go, with oh. yeah. okay, go. For, go, go with the <clears> grain. <throat> okay, that thanks. Go, go, go. Oh my god, I I think I should leave. <laughs> I think this is the part <laughs> of the show where I gotta go. Another pun, this is ridiculous. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. But, hey, what are you going to do? Let's get back to some serious business here. More, more puns. Everything has to be about the duty. But thank you, oh, Thomas, yeah. for starting that off. Uh, now we know a little bit more about Steve than uh, we knew just three <laughs> minutes ago.
3: Or character. God help us. Yeah, or character.
0: <laughs> thank you, Paul. Did not need to know that pine cones was an acceptable thing all right so hey, look that we be got, be got a 100 be. watts in a wire coffee mug that seems a little excessive but being portable that's mm-hmm. very cool uh, swiss army knife can't uh i would say almost every list i would do whether it's a everyday carry list is gonna have look at this it's so close to me a, a swiss army knife like not even kidding this is not the one it's not like the front line one but this one is mm-hmm. a really good little one to just keep in your pocket um <laughs> think I'm I'm kidding here's the other one the multi-tool you know yeah multi-tool I mean the, you pull out a Leatherman you got it it's a compromise but you do have something there should you need do you carry a multi-tool I know you're a knife guy Steve and, and I'm a knife guy too but yeah just sitting here on the desk because it's next to my wallet these are things that just kind of roll with me just in case show me what you're working with look at this beautiful one styled out and it's it. he's home he's home oh you know what i'm saying so he's home and it's just it becomes a thing that you carry it's part of your yeah it's just part of your deal
1: he's home and then (laughs) for work i carry a leatherman just because yeah yeah, every now and then you use it but it's the leatherman's always good to have and just basic tools uh just a simple toolkit is uh, another thing you want to add to your portable collection
0: yeah all right very good a couple came in for a paracord. That's always a good... Having a little bit of a cordage mm-hmm. is always good. You can do so much with it. Some people, uh, you know, get that full tang. Is that what it's called? The full tang? And they'll wrap a paracord around like uh-huh. a naked a naked knife there and make it so they have it. Some people wear necklaces or bracelets that have a little bit of paracord in them. Uh, from Twitter, I think that's Denise. I'm not really sure. But, again, another, a Leatherman, a uh, little coax wrap, Um We've got more there. We've got rope, stakes, mallet, and a fire starting kit. So if you plan on being out, say you're camping overnight or something like that, then you've got uh, you've got that with you. Um, here's one that's very interesting. Here by Johnny Brown, he wants to take a headset, his All key, right. and weed. Nice. So
1: <laughs> okay, Johnny. That's all right. That's he's fine. He's going to get or? into his, yeah, man, we're going to have uh, the weed. We're going to make a lot of contacts, dude,
0: for sure. Oh, I'm going to hear them all. Great. I'm going to hear him. Yeah, all.
1: that helps out pulling out the call signs.
0: And he's got his key. I wonder if he's faster on a key. could be proficient. Little, a <laughs> little weed and a little bit of, yeah, this show is hey. going to get yanked right off. We've got pine cone <laughs> pooping and we've got headsets, keys, and weed. Sounds great. That's fine so welcome to real it. good a vehicle the, let's see a wheelbarrow wheelbarrow back in mm-hmm. the yard car uh, for distance operation oh I see like a wheelbarrow to uh, to move to your help, stuff around uh,
1: move things around yes that's a good idea
0: that's a big one you, you know it's a big thing mm-hmm. to be putting in the back of your rig but uh, that's okay that's why okay. it makes sense to get around little cart I've got a little uh, four-wheel cart that I can push around but it gets a little tricky if you get into the bumpier mm-hmm. Uh, Bumpier side of town. What we got here? We got waterproof uh, notepads, pens uh, for logging and taking notes. Very good. Uh, There's our friend Ria and to RJ some car cord, cigarette lighter adapter, first aid kit, multi tool. We're getting a little bit of uh, a carryover in what we're doing. Oh yeah, timeout! Timeout is called on the field. Look at
1: this. Timeout on the field. Kids take priority.
0: Kids take priority. Hey buddy. Look at that. That is my favorite thing so far. Hey,
1: look right up there. Look right up there. See? You see yourself? (laughs) Look at
0: you. All right. man. visited by the grandson. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. Beautiful. Sorry for the interruption. (laughs) All righty. All right. Very good. I love that. We'll stop the show almost all the time to talk about that. Mm -hmm. David Stearns, he's another one that takes toilet paper. Uh, People in the first world, Steve, use this thing called paper. Comes on a roll the it, yep. roll itself mm-hmm. actually could be used over say yep. a pine cone or a shell or glass you need three <laughs> seashells and you're
1: good to go <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeez, we're not mixing up salsa here we're, we're good grief okay mike says uh spare 100 foot of coax that's good i carry a little extra coax mm-hmm. too i've i got my coax broken into Uh, 25 foot lengths my my push-up mass and i'm talking about when i go portable i take my truck and if i'm driving there that's you know that's kind of how i'm going portable with it but my mast is 25 feet so i'll take a couple of lengths to string together a little bit you know Mm -hmm. the weather gets bad or one goes goes bad or something like that but you you'll be carrying a little extra uh, coax and what kind of coax would you be carrying steve
1: um i would probably carry rg8x just because it's lightweight Mm -hmm. um i would stay away i mean you can get away with rg58 but the problem becomes is if you get too long of a run especially like on 10 or 12 meters you're going to have too much loss in the cable you know a good hundred plus foot run of uh, rg58 at 10 meters you're going to lose almost half your signal So if your uh, radio is putting out 100 watts, you're going to have maybe 50 watts at the uh, at the end of the coax. So you're going to lose half your signal just uh, going down the coax. So RG8X keep your run short, but uh, in some cases you have to run a little longer. But I just see that as more of space saving and uh, weight uh, going with uh, 8X Uh, 2138. If you got the space and uh, you're not you know you know hiking up to a up to a hilltop or any place else, um, then you could probably get away with uh, a bigger, heavier cable. But, you know, we wanna make it easy. We don't want to make it into a grind. It's uh okay. you're not setting up a seventy five pound rucksack and trying to haul all your gear up to the uh out, you know, a couple miles from the parking lot. Right so
0: yeah and i think connectors because i take 25 feet sections having those connectors Mm -hmm. to marry those two together if needed they're that's like a must for me i have a little bag it's a little leatherette bag that i got my heil microphone in this is i don't know if he still Mm -hmm. does that but they're perfect after the microphone is placed uh these little leatherette type bags i got a nice Mm -hmm. zipper and i pack it full of little odds and ends and stuff like that so
1: And extra just get extra stuff you know extra barrels extra adapters and things like that Mm -hmm. if you need say two pack three or four just so because things get lost or misplaced and uh, this way or or barrels can have problems and uh sometimes it's just like hey something's wrong with this thing and uh just swap it out and now you're back in business so having a few extras uh, will can make a bad day, it can save Better. you from a bad day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> I,
0: I know folks that have had to turn around and go back and get coax because they forgot the coax. And mm-hmm. you know, you you start off thinking, I'm gonna take everything, and then you, t- I, I did, I took way too much, you know, I have yeah. way too much. And then, but when you don't have enough, so it's kind of, this is just a practice, and what is the community taking out there? And we've got another, um, Coda Activator coming up here. Let me see. I think I missed hers. Where did she go? Amy. There's Amy. So she's got pole line, notepad, pencil. She's out there doing a lot of Parks on the Air stuff. Uh, She's on the mountain. Mm -hmm. So water. Water's a big one. And it comes up several times. Uh, We may not get to see all these uh, before we go and do uh, our next segment. Uh, But water is a huge, huge thing, guys. And um, years ago, we had a friend of ours take us on a an operation, a soda operation, audio back when we were doing audio only. And uh, I think it was about a five mile. I think he went five miles in roughly, didn't have enough water, Uh and almost didn't make it back. And it was water-based physical problem. He had gone too far, overestimated his ease of this, and his body at some point on the way back almost shut him down and he Mm -hmm. finally did make it back to the parking lot and he had to go and and he was describing you know this fail he considered it a fail but it was his body's need for water that he exerted himself in this mountain or summit yeah so uh he
1: he got dehydrated
0: totally dehydrated and uh, and almost uh, needed a rescue out there where he was he was embarrassed by it and i was like you shouldn't be embarrassed you're actually teaching people you Know his first hand, it was he didn't expect this to happen, but he had like a you know just a one one bottle of whatever, and the sun got him and halfway through it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, take your water, folks. That's a take that's your an water,
1: and if you can take some uh, electrolyte supplements, uh, there's a great little product called squinchers, they're little packets that uh, you, uh, you can put in a 12 16 ounce bottle of water, shake it up. It's uh, kind of like Gatorade. Is that but what you give to sweet. people
0: that you might find being a, a firefighter out there that may be dehydrated? Do you guys carry things to help people we, with we that just, sort of thing? What we
1: we carry it for ourselves, and uh, so typically we'll have one squincher and three or four bottles of water in between because you you can get too much of a good thing, and uh, so it's just electrolyte uh, replenishment. Got it. But uh, yeah, but for someone dehydrated, you know, it's water always water 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 water. But um, We'll let the medical professionals think take about care that. Of yeah, them.
0: we don't think about water. Water becomes like a secondhand thing. It probably should be the top of our list. Here's another one, antenna mm-hmm. analyzer, logging software on a device. Now, this is a uh, little more sophisticated here. I would take uh, an analyzer, and I do. I don't know if it would be in my top three, um, but I totally understand it. It's with me. It's not in my top three um, just based, yeah, based I could, because I, could I, I know that. what my I mean, antenna could, is can do you know i and yeah, if there's it, a problem something's failed but i i get it and i carry it it's just probably not my top three go ahead steve what were you it saying it all
1: it all depends on you know what when you're when you're operating portable you're operating portable out of the vehicle mm-hmm. or are you packing out to a a portable site so that's uh and typically, if you're doing this over and over again, you're going to minimize things, and you're already going to have an antenna system that works. I like the idea. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. I mean, I think the idea of having the analyzer with you is great if you're trying different antennas and things like that. But if you got something that's been working, right. uh, working fine, uh, that's just added weight and uh, that you got to carry. But. If you're setting up in a parking lot or in a campground or someplace uh, that you're next to your vehicle, then by all, all means, uh, go for it. And yeah. And this is not a
0: definitive list. You know, this is a list of no. what do you think. And I know people fired off responses. That's mm-hmm. because that's what we do. We go, oh, I'll, I'll say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, an analyzer's there with me for sure. And the trip in the top, mm, that, that that would depend. But I understand. I ain't mad at you. It's just a, it's a think piece here. That's all we're doing here. We'll do a few more and then we'll. We'll head off and... Uh, I like
1: the voltmeter from Randy. That's that's a good piece of uh, test gear. Oh, always have that because... Uh, Lantern? Okay.
0: Then, He's got a whole list here. Look, mm-hmm. he goes down the nine. Lawn the chair. For, we'll take your first three.
1: Five-gallon we'll bucket with padded seat. Yeah, that could work for many things. Back to the beginning. Yeah, you carry so, your... You know, you can f- put your...
0: <laughs> your pine cone. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> bucket. Uh Just you know word to the wise I, I would not stick a pine cone in there but um in the bucket yes
1: on yourself no, number nine should be number one the lawn chair and you got to have good yeah, you you some comfortable to sit sit down on and uh, then you can sit there and go from there Hotspots, cell phone backup batteries that's good uh pencil paper nice there we go now we're talking pj very nice now. whatever
0: happens you're going to be okay you got beer and ice. Cooler, ice, snacks, uh, water and snacks. Yep. that's. Uh, I think water's mm-hmm. got to get up in that top three. Analyzer, mass mm-hmm. rigging, uh, connectors. Uh, let's see. We've got water. Antennas. He carries at least three. I feel you there, brother. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm holding at least a couple of good ones that have been tested a lot bungees, batteries, keyers, notebooks. Trusty
1: uh, HT radio in case. Yep. That's a good one. Some backup there.
0: Here's a friend of ours that doesn't know how to count either. Edwin here. I don't know. It's another. He's so close to the red light district in Amsterdam that he's like, oh, (laughs) let me tell you my top three. Tarp, thermos, pegs, seal bags, backup feed line, power line. So, but he is also a very experienced soda operator there. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, stretching out history a little go. bit, Joe. And
1: and if you're, and if you're hiking out to to a place, then you might want to think about. Uh, I know we don't think about this. Uh, well, we're just only going to go out for a day. But you should probably factor in that. Do I, if, if I have to spend the night at a site, you know, where you hiked out, say, a couple of miles from where you're at say something happened you twisted an ankle and it, it was kinda getting dark and uh, is there a way to you know spend the night and uh, have some provisions there so yeah. it, it, it to each its own I mean but uh, I kinda look at that way also is that what um, in my job I carry a uh, a backpack in my uh, work truck that has provisions that if I have to spend the night someplace on a mountaintop Mm or uh or i'm coming off of a mountaintop or out in the backwoods and something happens and i can't get out at least i can i got shelter and i got food and water and uh, at least uh, spend the night in the in the truck or around the truck there or at at a radio site so i always kind of think that way so go from there
0: we have to uh, take a break here. We'll come back with another segment. We're going to talk hour 73 and how this may tie into your portable operations and how you do all that sort of stuff. Put your uh, comments below the video. The, uh, because I do the pre-roll now, I end up losing my chat because nobody wants to sit through that dancing Um, this thing was kind of referred to as a back scratch. I thought it was like maybe a towel dry. It's just all weird. So it leaves us. So put down your comments in the comments section of the video and they will, they will maintain and stay, uh, stick around. Steve's headed to the chat to catch up with you guys and see what you're buzzing about. We'll come back and we'll talk to Don in hour 73 next.
2: Whether you say 73 or 73, even 73s, we're still 100 Watts and a wire.
0: Brothers and sisters, let's talk about the 100-Watt ID. Very easy to get. None of this costs you a thing. But it is fun to have your own, and here's how you get it. Visit 100WattsAndAWire.com. Click the Gathering tab. Here you give us your name, your call sign, and your email address. Very simply put, an app will sequentially issue your ID, and a very busy human will send you that ID through the email then you can use it during our nets and operating events share it with your friends do whatever you like but that is how you get it visit 100 watts and and click the gathering page now let's get back to the show I'm wondering what in the world it's happening with my last spot, but everything's good. We're going to bring in our friend Don to uh, visit with us now and talk about Hour Seventy Three. Hour Seventy Three. We are trying to help people uh, become more uh, self-reliant, more self-sufficient. And there's my friend Don right there. Oh, that is not Don right there at all. That is Steve. What's happening there? There we go. Hey, Don. Uh, good morning to oh, you, good. sir. Let me get you off the mute. There. Oh, you're fine. You're uh, doing all right. And uh, my brother from Baltimore right there. What's new with you? I know you uh, have been listening here to our portable setup uh, and our discussion. Uh, What are you thinking so far about how uh, preparing for the next hour right after uh, hour 72? How portable operations work with hour 73?
4: Yeah, I think there were some great points made today. I enjoyed every bit of the conversation. Uh, The list of three tough. That's a tough ask of people to limit it to three things, but uh, I think if you are looking at a a portable operation, you can set the stage for when you need to leave the house for anything. Uh, So I think you saw some of the responses weren't just radio related uh, items and things that people needed, but the good introspective look like, hey, what if I have to camp out for a while? What are some of the things that I'm going to need?
0: Yeah, I think uh, we're seeing some reoccurring situations there and water is so important we've talked about this actually uh, on the show before how important water is uh, when you need it how many great things that you can do with it a knife may be the most important tool ever made in history that's uh, um, one of my opinions just having a knife uh, is really important what would you do what would you do out there I mean not just portable but if you had to pick I know the list is long but uh, what makes your top three
4: No, you know, that's a great question. So I think, uh, I think human needs are going to take over for radio needs. Uh, I'm listening to some of the radio stuff that folks would bring along and, and I'd love to have all of it. And I think uh, it gets back to that big fat, it depends, you know, like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Uh, How do you predict what's going to happen? So uh, water, or the ability to collect water is going to be top of my list. So uh if i'm stuck for a couple days that's a lot of water to bring and and you have to realize that you might have to be responsible to collect water in an alternative manner so whether you're collecting rainwater, you have a life straw or something like that and you find a stream uh shelter and heat so i, I i'm going to go with water shelter and heat as my top three because uh that's going to get you far in life you can go a little bit while uh a little bit longer than you need to not eating uh, but if you freeze to death or you're not drinking water, uh, you're going to be in a really hard way.
0: So we're talking now, we're breaking away from that portable radio aspect, going out for a day, maybe an overnight camp. So we, we should probably extend it a little bit now. So we've got your basics. You're, put, you're talking about your basics. Uh, tools. We could talk about tools out there. I talked about a knife. We see a lot of multi-tools coming up even in, in the portable radio side. Let's expand your list A little bit better, and say you need to mobilize. You need to get out. You and your family are safe, but moving out. What are you thinking about after your first layer?
4: Yeah, so that's another good question. So, and I think Steve might have said this towards the end of your conversation. Uh, One thing you have to carefully balance in all of this is weight. Uh, It sounds great to have all this stuff in the woods or wherever you're going. Uh, to escape whatever it is that you're escaping, but you gotta get it there. And uh, people underestimate just how heavy even a 40 or 50 pound bag is on your shoulders if you're humping through the woods or over uneven terrain. So uh, this is one of those things where you would love to have the fanciest of gear. Uh, That might not always be the case for all of us. So you can do a lot with a tarp and paracord. Uh, you can do a lot uh, with some modest tools, uh, whether it be that, that multi-tool, whether it be a really good knife that you can use for a few different things. Uh, and look, you know, depending on where you go or, or what, what you're fleeing from, uh, you might need to take a firearm. So if you're hunting in the woods, they have some of those scout rifles, those 22 scout rifles that uh, break down and pack easy. You know, the caveat there is, you know, be cognizant of what the laws are that allow you to do these things. But uh, if I have the tools, say that tarp, that shelter, uh, I'd like to take a little paracord and mule tape. If you're familiar with mule tape that electricians use to pull wire through conduits, some of it's uh, some of it's rated for like 2,500, twenty five hundred, four thousand uh, pounds of pressure. So you can do a lot lashing wood together building yourself uh informal structures so you know these are some of my basics uh there's some food albeit not the best tasting that you can pack if you need to get through a couple days so i, I think there are some options again it, it depends where you are um knowing what your hazards are and knowing what you have to protect yourself against 75 degrees in the woods is cake compared to 35 degrees in the woods so it's all a matter of, of where you are and what time of
0: year. And, and you and I come from cities. You know, we're, we're, we're from a city. Oops, man, I got the wrong assignment happening on that one. We come from the city, so you have to kind of look at things a little bit differently. You know, in your city environment, do you suggest people put together a bag and have the bag sitting at the door or having a bag in the truck based on the scenario you're in? It It could be a lot of fuss to Put multiple bags together, but I think you and I both know people who do this sort of thing depending on where they're going. But say you're packing out um, and you're not expecting anything strange to happen today, um, but being prepared, do you pack this bag and just have this bag? And if you do, uh, what are the things that you mentioned are, are the necessities?
4: So I think it, you, you can do both. So to answer the first question, sure, you can do both. Uh, and I think depending on your vehicle, that gives you a little bit more latitude in terms of what you can pack and how. Uh, arguably, folks look at anything they put in a vehicle as what they're using to get home. And then that bag sitting at the front door is what you need to do if you leave home i just saw a comment that does my camper count as a go box (laughs) and uh hey if you have it and you can pack that thing chock full of everything you need uh, i'm all for it but in terms of uh making sure that you can get home i think that's a little bit of a lighter bag right so what you're putting in your car uh gets you home potentially so if you're looking at uh I don't wanna say skimping, but if you're looking at going light, maybe this is the case. So I might throw a tarp in there, some paracord, uh, some basic tools, perhaps a bottle of of water, um, maybe uh, a freeze dried meal or something like that, and the ability to start a fire. Uh, that should get me home. But then if I'm looking at leaving the house, there are a whole other set of considerations, especially if I'm taking my family, and I think that's where we can get creative. Uh, I think it was Marty uh, made the comment that in terms of radio, you know, he was packing everything radio-related and then leaving everything else to his wife. And you know, there's something to be said about that in terms of utilizing your family. So I'm not going to put a 40-pound bag on my eight-year-old, um, but some of the lighter food, uh, some of the tarps, some of the cordage. Uh, some of the clothes that he might need i can pack with him I Can do the same with my daughter uh, and then i can split the load the, the, the campsite load if you will between my wife and i in terms of distributing the gear evenly so that we both are lifting a little lighter but then carrying out what we need and then you know the one the one other thing i'd probably throw in that is you know there's a great discussion about having copies of everything that's important document-wise related to your house, especially if you're coming back. So whether it's a copy of the deed, uh, any of your bank statements or credit card information uh, that you need, that you can take, heat seal it in a bag or something like that, put it together and you can take with you. Uh, there, there's a lot you can do. And obviously, you know, since you're asking me my, my, my wish list, I, I'm throwing radio related supplies there too. I'm going to have the ability to set up a station wherever I go and to operate or at least to listen so I know what's going on.
0: Let me ask you one more question because we mentioned family and I know you've got a ball game to get to and cheer. And I hope you've made a sign that your son, you know, got his average and all these other great things. And then uh, we'll uh, we'll say goodbye. But does it take a disaster, pardon me, and living through a disaster to actually push you to doing things like this on an everyday because I'm guilty myself of saying I'm just running into town I'll be back you know kids are trying to kiss you goodbye and you're like baby I'm just going to go get to you know and you don't think that way Uh does it take something like that how do you get over the, the uh, hurdle because that's a personal obstacle that I need to get over where I'm going I'll be fine I'll be right back but you never know Right, maybe chances are good that's going to normally happen, and up to this point, it has. What gets you over the hump to get just a, a simple bag packed and ready, just in case?
4: Yeah, you know, it's a, another great question there, Christian. Uh, I recently, so the start of the pandemic was kind of that kick in the butt for me when I realized how scarce some things were in the grocery stores, and you know, I'd like to say that we are pretty prepared here. Um, certainly not as prepared as everyone, um, but I'm comfortable that we could make it uh, for several months. But the reality is that uh, when when you're used to being able to take that trip to the store and go snag what you need, it's comfortable. Uh, if you get a chance, so whether whether it's uh, you know some of the cert training or even the more extreme training, uh, I did a weekend survival school down on the Eastern Shore. And it, you know, it was relatively informal. At no time did I really have to worry about my well-being, but I learned to get uncomfortable uh, where I was sleeping, looking for food, looking for water. And I think once you're uncomfortable that first time, and it put that it puts that little scare into you, uh, it's that impetus to move forward. Yeah, uh, you, know, you can put this into practice. You, know, you can do this stuff for a field day. You can do this stuff for a weekend in the woods. It doesn't have to be disaster related, um, but you have to look at, for one, how do I get out and get somewhere and protect myself and then start meeting my basic needs for a couple of days. And then secondly, how do I gain the skill set if I need to be out here for several weeks or longer? And those are the things that would apply equally at home. So if we lost power here today, and let's just say we lost it for a long time uh, and the traditional grocery store routine didn't work for us anymore, like how am I heating my food? How am I capturing my food? You know, Those are the type of skills that you bring in. Uh, but we can do it. And, and I think you can fold it into everything you do in day-to-day life. Uh, one of the funniest things, and, and I'll leave this as I guess my, my parting shot, uh, I'm a firm believer of testing your gear and making sure that you're comfortable with your gear. And I've seen folks show up to events like this and they've got a a shiny new backpack with shiny new gear that's never been touched. And if you don't know or if you don't have the confidence that that stuff's gonna work for you, then you're gonna find out the hard way if it's a true emergency. So it's not only accumulating what you need, but it's putting it into practice and seeing how you can do.
0: We have got to have a conversation soon about how Oh, we got a little bit of something coming back at me there. I don't know what that is, but we'll just keep going. Um, Talking about buying stuff. Can we do that in the coming weeks about the traps of buying gear? Because you just mentioned that people don't use it. They haven't tried it. They've got all this stuff that just parks there. we we got to talk about that because I know that's one of your things.
4: I'd love to. I think someone made the comment earlier. They made a comment about bringing a compass. And it's the simplest piece of gear you can have. But you'd be surprised how many people don't know how to navigate or make their way through the woods. And I think someone might have just made a comment about it, quite frankly. Uh, Where is it? I don't want to spend time looking through the list. But someone was talking about uh, how many people have been rescued uh, so close to their house. And part of that is uh, they don't understand how to navigate terrain. They don't understand. Well, I shouldn't say don't understand. Maybe they're less less practice in navigating, using a compass, using the signs of nature that tell you which way is north, south, east, and west. So uh, there are certainly a lot of aspects to this. Uh, And I'm curious to see, you know, these comments have been great. I'm curious to see what folks are doing on their own as well.
0: We're going to break this piece off, and it goes into a playlist for Hour 73. So if you're into preparedness and self-sufficiency, look for that. Uh, on the 100 Watts and Wire YouTube channel and put your comments below the video. The chat is great. We'll be able to read it for a while, but the one thing that stays are your comments, and then we can bring it back and talk about other things that you're interested in. Don, good luck today with the game. I, uh, I hope he does well, and I hope he wears number eight, and you know why. Uh, sometimes that yeah. might be a little weird. He might have to wear a different number because that one's kind of uh, like almost a religious experiment in Baltimore.
4: It is. I think they gave him seven. Close enough,
0: right? Seven's great. That's my number. That's what I wear. Just because eight would be, you know, you got to be careful it's with it's that. A it's a sacred number. If you're from Baltimore and, and maybe some other places, thank you, brother. We'll uh, we'll catch up again real soon. Have a great day. Yep.
2: Got
0: All right. Take care. Take care. All right. Now it's that time. It's that time for us to get together with our friends from Amateur Radio Newsline. My thanks to Don for coming in and hanging out and giving us his expertise. Now we're going to take a couple of news stories with uh, more friends. Guys, i got to ask you, what's on your list? We'll start ladies first. Uh, Your top three portable things. I know, Karen, it's on your bucket list of what you've heard and what you read minus your radio, say the coax and the antenna and the battery. What would be the things that you would take? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's start over there. Go ahead. Oh, me. then
2: you didn't. You didn't hear me say pine cone. Okay. No, 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 <laughs> no. Um, I. I think the compass is a great idea. I think the compass is a wonderful idea. Uh, probably some orienteering training if I'm going into deep woods for sure. Something folks have not mentioned, which I would like to say, is a top priority: tall, hard boots. You're in the woods. Snakes, say no more. You really need to protect yourself from the knees down because snakes are out there. Uh, I think the other thing I might bring, even though there would probably not be any cell service, is my smartphone. You may recall the story we had. Uh, was it last week? I think so. We talked about the dramatic rescue of this fellow who clearly could have benefited from this program today. Uh, He went hiking and ended up spending the night on the mountaintop and was rescued only because with the dying battery in his cell phone, he (laughs) snapped a photo of himself standing and a ham Ben Quo in California matched the topography to some satellite photos. So don't overlook the cell phone. It's true when all else fails ham radio, but sometimes... A cell phone doesn't hurt. So I would bring those three, but definitely the boots. I respect critters.
0: Yeah, good deal. Paul, uh, I know it's on your list to eventually do portable operation. Of what you've read and what you've experienced over 40 years, what are you taking out there? Oh, dear.
3: There you go. Okay. Um, You know, I've, I've never really been an outdoorsy kind of person, so... Although doing some portable operating sounds like like fun, and I've got some of it. I don't really have a radio that's easy to to throw in the car. Um, But our club is going to be doing field day this year. So we were just talking about that last night in our meeting, about all the things we need to start planning to bring out to the field day site. So, but, yeah, I mean, regardless of, of what tech you bring, whether or not that's all there, personal stuff... Taking you know for your your health and safety is key because if something happens to you and you don't get back, it doesn't really matter whether or not you made contacts. Uh, there was some talk earlier about uh, the that guy who went out hiking and uh, without enough water and really was in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years back, one of the uh, IndyCar drivers that I'm a fan of, uh, Pippa Mann, uh, was at the Indy 500, and her. Uh, drink system in the car broke down about a third of the way into the race so she had to finish the 500 without mm. being able to get you know the water during the race and she was in really bad shape mm-hmm. for bad. Th- like 3-4 weeks after that because of mm-hmm. dehydration so I mean that's a serious thing to consider is just make sure you've got plenty of water or whatever with you and really water maybe something with electrolytes is you know because bringing a case of beer with you is not the same. Not the same.
0: No, it's nice to have that as extra. Got to get us yeah. rolling here because I know Karen's got a an important date and a time schedule this morning. We do two stories here every week, one that hits the headlines and one that may not have hit the headline. Uh, Karen, what do you have to kick us off this morning?
2: Well, we always respect our silent keys, and we always like to talk about them. Uh, this particular story is one I will probably trot out every now and again when people ask me why ham radio is so wonderful this is a silent key uh ted trowell uh g2 hku died at the age of 98 there he is a couple of two years ago with his buddy bill maxson n4ar uh, an american surgeon who came to see him two years ago to present an honor that was from the first class Radio Operators Club, which is a big deal. Now, what's important about these two guys is that they're friends, and what you're looking at here is the second, only the second, eyeball Cuso they've ever had in oh seven decades of being friends. Now, how is this possible? Well, they were young men in the 50s and met on the air doing CW. As the years went forward, they went from CW to sideband, and they became the best of friends. Ted became a silent key just a couple of days ago. Okay, this is what ham radio is all about. Not not the silent key part, obviously, but the friendship. Think about it. How many of us have made friends because of radio? And if we're lucky, we'll have friendships like these guys had. So we note his passing, 98 is not bad. He spent most of his life on the air. We should all be that lucky. I think that's fabulous. He was respected. Uh, He was well-known. He had a good friend like Bill Maxson who flew across the pond to give him the honor. And he will be remembered for sure. So I wanted to share that with everyone. This is why we do what we do. It's part of why we do what we do.
0: What do you think, Paul? Are yeah, we going to be? Are we going to be like this at ninety-eight?
3: Sure, we will. <laughs> we better we be. make it that far.
0: All right, what a life.
3: Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I made some friends when I started back in the seventies um, at, at the club I belong to, and, and in recent years have actually um, through them seeing me on here and also hearing me on Newsline, a couple of them reached out and said, "Are you the same Paul from?" the club back in marissa i'm like yeah so reconnected there but i've made some some great friends along the way um most recently the the newsline family and then you know the 100 watts family and uh it's it's amazing just you know how how well we all get along and we you know we at first the only thing we have in common is ham radio and then you start to learn as you go on other things other parts of our lives that you know are different interests that we have and and you learn new things about a person and they learn things about you so it's uh it really is a fascinating thing and yeah there are some people that you never meet in person some people you only see like once a year at at xenia or wherever um but uh it's it's a fun part of the hobby
0: Well, thank you. And Karen, if you have to go during story number two, you do whatever you have to do. And uh, we'll kick it over to Paul. Paul, what do we got going for uh, story number two today?
3: Well, my story is about a uh, a radio club in Pollock Pines, California, or in that area. Um, I did a story about them a couple of years back for Newsline. They started a neighborhood radio watch program in Southern California. And what, they, what they've done is uh, they got non-hams in the community to understand how important it is to have radio communication in case, you know, because they have a lot of wildfires and things out there, in case uh, regular communication goes out. And uh, they need to be able to have uh, other ways of communicating with, the, with each other and with emergency services and that. So they started uh, a group of interested locals uh, using GMRS radios. They got them trained. They got them their licenses. And they taught them how to do a net. And then they stepped back because the guy I was talking to said, we didn't want to be the guys who just came in and said, okay, we're going to do this. But he said, no, the only way it was going to work is to get them interested and get them involved, give them the basics and give them the understanding of how we do this, and then step back and let them figure it out on their own. And uh, it's been very successful. All the you know all the people in in several neighborhoods all have a radio in their house. They set up a weekly net where they check in to make sure the equipment is still working and that they can talk to each other. And uh, they have done this in a number of communities in Southern California. And uh, in Pollock Pines, they recently had an, an Earth Day celebration, and uh, they had a big a big thing in the city. And they talked about various you know uh, things about the. Uh, ecology and and those sort of things and the radio group was there as part of it um talking about this and talking about the community activities that they started for these and uh it was great because a number of the people that they had gotten involved in this gmrs program came up and said this is fun i want to become a ham too so um You know, and it's something to think about in your area. If your area is prone to natural disasters or outages of of traditional communications, uh, you might want to communicate with your neighbors and explain that, you know, you don't necessarily have to get a ham license, but there are other services. And if you get these fairly inexpensive radios and you get your license, we'll show you how this system works and how you can set this up and how you can do it. And then, you know, you can work out your own plan to uh stay safe and stay in touch. I think
0: it's high time that we get back to our communities. I think I don't know what it was. I don't want to blame the internet and uh you know all these sorts of things, but we've really gotten away from in a lot of cases, not all cases, you know, that whole mind your business kind of uh mentality, but our communities are really important to us when things go wrong and it seems like it's not a good time then. To try to get to know someone, you know. It, it just seems like, I don't know, coming off, almost through a pandemic, I'll say, that, that it's time. Do you feel that way?
3: I do. And uh, coming from, you know, I was born and raised in Chicago. but Then I, we moved to southern Illinois when I was a kid, down in your neck of the woods. And we lived in a small town. And you really knew a lot of the people in the town, and they knew you. And, you know, when I moved back up here to, to Indiana in the Chicago area you know our my neighborhood um is uh on our side is all condos on the other side is all townhomes so that's more or less transient housing um where they're only there generally for a couple of years as a, as an interim between wherever and they moved on to a house or, so you know you don't have necessarily a sense of community in our neighborhood because a lot of the people there aren't there for a long time but uh and i th- i think that yeah i think the internet it does play a part of that in that people don't necessarily have to rely on each other to find out what's going on, how are things, you know, what's going on downtown. You can just go on the websites or Facebook and, and check that out. So, um, you know, with, at the risk of sounding like an old man, it would it would be nice to you know, have some relationship with your neighbors so that at least you know who they are when you see them on the street. And uh, setting up the radio thing is one way. And it also puts us in a good light if you know if we explain this is part of what we do and this is how you can do a part of that without going through you know if you don't want to go through the whole licensing and studying and all that if you just are interested in emergency communications or being able to check on your neighbors to make sure they're okay you can do this yeah, yeah so. i think
0: it's important and uh, i don't know i think we just need to uh uh, maybe it's a change. Maybe it's a societal change and this sort of thing is a uh, change. I think hams generally are really open to each other and accepting yeah. and warm. But the guy down the road here, and I've got a lot of older people uh, who live in this area here, so it's, it's worth checking on them. And they even do email. So even even a small reach out now and again might, might help. Exactly. Well, thank you, Paul. Thank you for uh, sharing that story with us, and I hope that we uh, maybe we can—I don't know—we can do that. I need to learn more about the system you're talking about. You know, that's my thing. Is like I'm such an HF guy that these smaller things and these family radio systems—I'm—I'm I'm sort of—I need to know it better.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And before we go, I'd like Mm -hmm. to mention again that uh, Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year Award nominations are open until the end of May. 58 and below,
0: is it? You can be 58 or 62 and below. When are we going to? No. no. We can't.
3: Okay. 18. I know. As young as we think. (laughs) What a guy. We may act 12 from time to time, (laughs) but I don't think we fit. 18 Um, and under. If you go to our website, arnewsline.org, and go to uh, events, and then you can pull down, you find the the Why Hottie tab in the form you can download to fill out and recommend a young ham for the nomination
0: one of the voices of amateur radio Newsline. it's paul wd9gco my thanks to you paul we'll see you again next week stay safe 73 all right brother take care all right we're going to bring our uh, friend in now uncle 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 steve we can do uncle steve right that's fair enough how are you let me get you unmuted here There you go. This is the the universal signal (laughs) from... Nope, not working. (laughs) I got to learn a little bit more about these community radio systems. My wife's Mm -hmm. grandfather became a really dear friend to me. And a a quick little story. Uh He was an old school kind of farmer turned to large. He did many things over his life. He lived to be 91, saw the advent of aviation, uh, the computers and the car—all these sort of. What a great time to be alive! But from 88 to when he passed away at 91, say 87 to to 91, mm-hmm. he uh, lost his wife. I lost my father. We met in the garden. He taught me how to garden. This was a, you know, this great experience. But he also grew up at a time where his family made their own clothes. The farmer mm-hmm. down the road grew beef. His family grew vegetables. They would trade. They would make sure this whole area up here where I live today was taken care of through bartering or just what this service is provided by your family. This is milk and dairy. We do this. And he he became a postman. He sheared sheep for uh, extra money. He was a fascinating guy. But those days seem to be so old-fashioned, and this story here you know really makes you think like do we really know our neighbors you know uh and i do you feel that way is it is it time is it time now to get back to to knowing our neighbors again we
1: we've kind of gotten disconnected of our neighbors Uh, we've gotten so enveloped into our lives and our and now we have facebook or this oh i'll just stay in touch with my neighbors but how do you really stay in touch other than you send a Facebook uh, post or or a quick email? It's it's different than standing at the fence line and uh, chat, you know physically talking with your neighbor. Yeah, I mean my uh, my neighbor, unfortunately, who passed away a few years ago. Um, him and I used to have uh, long conversations just standing at the fence line, and uh, he was uh, into his late eighties. Uh, unfortunately, when he passed away. But it was—he uh, would just tell me stories about his life and growing up and and things—and uh, and we would just help each other and uh, go back and forth. And but uh, yeah, we need to uh, stay connected with our neighbors. We kind of get uh, disconnected real easy because we have all these conveniences and our life is so busy. But uh, and that's the cool part uh, with amateur radio—we still have that connectivity with friends and people and like what was brought up earlier was so uh, with the two gentlemen, they don't see each other, but they've been best of friends mm-hmm. over the air. And, uh, and for me, there's, I have a lot of friends that I only see once a year if we all get together at Xenia. <laughs> and uh, other than that, it's just on the air and, uh, and through here on through chats. But uh, I, I, that's why I like going to ham fests and some of the other social events that we have in the, in the community here just to have that FaceTime, that face to face. And uh, hopefully as we kind of move through this pandemic, we're going to finally get back to that face to face because we are a social bunch uh, of whether we like it or not. Uh, and uh, but we like to be talking to each other on the radio, but at the same time be together Uh, breaking bread having you know adult beverages or iced tea whatever old stories and just breaking balls
0: and all you know you hear it on the air it's a different thing when you're together it makes Mm -hmm. it even that much more special i think i think our ham fests and our gatherings are going to be really cool coming up Mm -hmm. as we get a little bit closer to the end of this uh uh pandemic so yeah there you go a uh, couple things to note we have so much to talk about i don't know how this show will go we are almost on an hour already and there's so much to talk about we still have a, a long list of things oh uh, there is something i made a change steve we didn't get to talk about this because your week you had a week from hell and i had a bat <laughs> out of hell week and it was a hell week it was one of these weeks where you just went Brr. but uh, uh the
1: week started off pretty crazy but uh kind of ended on a uh, calmer a note. better
0: note a better <laughs> note yeah uh, so what, what I'm doing now is I've changed. I used to be a Patreon guy, and this is where you could set up these different payment options, right? But Patreon, to me, it, it was always nice, and we have some people who are sustaining members that give a couple, three bucks a month uh, to get their sustaining member benefit. I just was reading into Patreon a little bit, nothing to slap on people who use it. They got a little bit different I don't know, mentality, a little censorship happening there is kind of weird. And they make people sign up to have accounts to participate, to support. It's meant to be a service that supports content, really. You know, Mm -hmm. support the artists and the content that you enjoy, waka waka. But it makes people sign up for things. And I'm just like, I don't know. And there's their fees, what they take, you know, can be 5 to 12% of the money. You know, 5% is one thing. 12% is another when you give wow. me $5 and they take, you know what I mean? So I just felt I'm going to make a move uh, to something different that's a little more, you know, and no one has to give anything, but it will help as we get to sustaining memberships. I'm going to put it up here now and y'all can check it check it out. This is how easy this is going to be. There's a service called. Buy me a coffee. Me a coffee. Nice. So you can go here, right? And I set it up. You can go to the page. I can even I can even share it with you. And this isn't a call to action to give me your money. This is to, to let you know that I'm going to do something different in terms of the way I accept money. If you go to this website and it's a service, you don't have to sign up for it at all. You could buy me a cup of coffee, right? One time, no commitment at all. And the money comes right to the source you're trying to send it to. There are other content creators and people doing things. There's less hassle. I can set up the membership through there where if you wanna set up $3 a month and become that sustaining member, you can do that. And I'm thinking about building other membership levels too. Like maybe you and I wanna do a course or something or a seminar where we actually physically build an antenna, right? And we have people come and that's it. We do these things. So we can do that easier there. We have other ways that people can give. I just thought Patreon was getting a little further away from what I thought it was mm-hmm. when I originally got it. And it asked more of you, the people who were supporting the content, and taking more. And it's just a different model. So look at this. I think this Buy Me a Coffee thing is so simple and easy that you'll see when you get there. I could probably show it. Let me show it to you. So that's what's going on, Steve. There's people out there that are doing cool things. Let me see if I can I'll pull it up here. So anyway, not to not to be weird. I don't want to make anybody weird. I just want you to know that I've made a change because I know people have and I did it at the beginning of the month because it's oh. that way you're not giving your two, three dollars. You know, you don't have to you don't have to have that obligation. There's our sustaining membership. And you go there and it's like a tip jar. I dig it. One time you could do it. Or not do it ever blah blah blah. Nice. simple simple and easy it it's just it's a better way you know the grabbing hands of the third party good patreon's been okay mm-hmm. but i just mm-hmm. anyway there you go so buy me a coffee this one's getting low no pitches for it we're look at steve's out look i'm out Look empty <laughs> i've still got some
1: here my thermos is out
4: <laughs> yeah this-,
0: this thermos is out but yeah. This one is not. So we'll take that. <laughs> anyway, so that's what we'll do. I think I can build some more levels here too. We can. I, I like the idea of having like uh, seminars or we could do teaching about emergency communications. We could do things together as a group. It can be mm-hmm. supported. We could build antennas together. We could have private whatever. We can bring back meet and greets. Um, and Yay. we don't have to feel... We can do these member things and we don't have to feel that we're getting... Twelve percent is—it's uh, a little much. It's too
1: much. Yeah, that's man. That's 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 quite on a, a, a
0: five-dollar coffee. Come on, no, or a five-dollar give to give twelve percent It's just silly over mm-hmm. time. But to each their own. If that works for you, Patreon, you keep doing it. But uh, with one hundred watts in a wire, I'm 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 out of that game now. So, how was our chat, Steve?
1: Oh, the exactly. chat was, uh, was buzzing. It's, a lot of it, of it, uh, a lot on the uh, survival side of things. It's kind of the, the store, everything kind of took a, a nice turn into, uh, and people start thinking about, uh, uh, get home bags and survival and, uh, and the water, all this stuff that can also blend into with the uh, portable operations, but uh, exactly, it, it was it was it was nice. It was a nice blend with hour seventy three and our portable ops. So I think it was a uh, the chat was uh, was pretty active. I
0: it have was, found it was good to see that that people it, it runs parallel. These are adjacent interest, mm-hmm. and so hour seventy three. Mm-hmm. I am also developing this other stream where we're going to be um, building a network if you will, a network. And I know other things exist in this realm. There are radio groups that, you know, this is just, it'll be a 100 Watts and a Wire thing. It'll be a new stream that'll happen here soon. We'll pick the days, but the weather is getting harsher. They've actually extended how many names they pick. Noah has extended, you know, how they go, Adam, Bertha, Charlie, and and they've gone through, and I think they've either added 11 or 14 more They said they're going to be more intense, more often. So um, I'm going to start streaming on the MCOM side if you're into that. um, So I'm collecting here on our website. If you go, click on the Hour 73 tab on the website, 100 Watts and a Wire website. You'll see it there. Very simple. If you're into this sort of thing, (laughs) I'll be looking for correspondence. Say we've got something happening in Puerto Rico or we've got something happening in Florida or North Carolina, wherever you are. I'd like to have somebody, a ham, who's either there getting ready, someone I can talk to, or if it's past, what it looks like on the ground. And I think we can teach also. We can take that moment to teach, plan, uh, and mm-hmm. get prepared for that. So if you're into this lifestyle, this is a, it, they just kind of run together. They're parallel interests with preparedness. Radio should be a part of your uh, emergency preparedness thing anyway. I think radio is such an important deal. Uh, check it out and, yeah, and uh, send me your information and I'll put you on the list for the network of people as I get the stream going. You'll be able to come in, tell us what's happening, where you are, and uh, uh, it should be
1: fun. I yeah, think and each area has their own uh, you know, issues, um, like the along the east coast and uh, and the south we have the uh, hurricanes uh, that uh, the coastal folks and then in the midwest uh, we have tornadoes along here on the west coast uh, earthquakes is our biggest uh, issues that uh, come up unexpected plus Mm -hmm. uh, tsunamis so uh, i mean the occasional storm that could be come to hurricane levels uh, right. Wind-wise, but they never call it a hurricane. So, and but, there's many uh,
0: kinds of emergencies too. Yeah, I mean, uh, even exactly. uh, some of our friends up in not so much in your area right now, but snowstorms happening in springtime. <laughs> We've got all sorts of things. These faults where I am, there's a a, a a big potential disaster right where I am, and I think they call it the Madrid the Madrid Fall Madrid and, Fault, you know yeah. that's a mm-hmm. that's a situation, but there's other emergencies too there's other things that happen that are not weather related and I'd like to just have a network of people that we can go to in those areas or somewhere nearby that maybe if it's a path of a storm, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You know we can kind of teach or it went by, so uh, you know check out the website for that information. I don't give information away. you can tell I'm already a little private and uh protective of the community anyway but it's it's more of where are you what are your resources what can you use um uh, what kind of radio capabilities those sorts of uh things so steve we got a couple things we can go back to i'm going to call an audible here because we got time now we're almost in the we're getting into it everybody's got to go to the bathroom i'm sure but we've got the tune-up coming up we've got a list of prizes that mm-hmm. we could poke through. That's cool. But that's on the website as well. Um, mm-hmm. Next week is the 300th episode. The 300. I don't know how this time goes. As Willie wow. Nelson says, ain't it funny how time slips away? 300 episodes 300. next week. I think what I'm going to do is open the door. I'm going to put the key under yes. the mat and bring people in to talk and say hello to us. And... um yes. And just keep it very casual and celebrate together with the community next week. Mm -hmm. We also have what else did I want to do? So we got the prizes and we've got some more uh, portable options. So what do you think we should do? Should we look at the prizes, or should we go back to what other people are doing for their portable top three?
1: Let's go back to portable top three. We're on that subject earlier. Let's get. Oh, so no. it is. <laughs> and
0: so it was. And so it is. All right, cool. Let's go. If you guys are cool and patient, we're not holding you up. Um, I appreciate you guys coming. If it's your first time here on the channel or in the stream, put new in the chat. I'd, I'd love to meet you. I'm Christian. That's Uncle Steve. Everybody's Elmers. We've got some questions to do also. We've got to get to a couple questions. Yeah. But let's let's knock out a few more of these. Here's a, a uh, dog I like that. Here's a big uh here's a big time guy here. Now he didn't give me just three, but this guy goes up on the summits. We know him as the goat. He is the goat. Yes. And uh you know, he's uh, famous he if you will in the ham radio community for packing up goats and taking them up there. His number one water, snacks, yes, food. It's to feed your body, fuel your body, stay hydrated. Uh he layers close. He's in Denver, so um so Steve is uh mm-hmm. He's got a compass. He's got all the essentials in his first aid kit. I love this top three, Steve. I mean that's Yes. That's that's, that's pretty... all the essentials
1: for you. Yes. That's take care of number one, and that's yourself. You there guys, it is, guys. So Look could. at that. And
0: I love what right he says there. here. Um uh let's see. Risk always needs to be carefully Uh, evaluated rely on your gut instinct prepare for the worst but hope for the best and that's his kit down there that's his um that's what he takes now he's a summit this guy's known for for going up on summits and activating them at a very aggressive clip but he doesn't take much steve he's got he's like the altoid tin guy does code up there Mm -hmm. very light packing But in terms Mm -hmm. of top three right there, that one was hard to beat. First aid, your compass,
1: uh, your food and water. Pretty pretty good stuff. And and he did one thing that uh, no one has talked about, and that's that a risk assessment needs to be evaluated. And it's just like when you're working on a tower. Or doing anything else, it's uh, you want to assess the risks. Whether it's just a simple in your head, and uh, or or laying it out on a uh, on a sheet of paper that says, "Okay, these are the risks, and uh, how do we mitigate them?" and and go from there. And uh, that's an excellent point, Steve. It's uh, that's way to go. And uh, I like and those in top his three. case frankly yeah the top three because it takes care of himself because uh, you know he has his goats and so if he's not in top shape then the goats are they're on their own and and so he's mm-hmm. he has the responsibility of those animals and um and so i think that's a great idea and uh, the risk assessment uh, didn't think about it uh, for going out on portable but man that's that is so true and uh, way to go
0: I think that's great let's pop over to our friends at POTA because these guys and gals are out quite a bit and this is their mm-hmm. lifestyle here let's go and see what we can figure out uh, if anything from from what they've provided us okay, I made that a little too big adult beverages Mike always mm-hmm. a kid gonna get you Mike yes of course cell phone uh, could be spotty we got a couple replies underneath there uh, Thomas, who gave us toilet paper uh, a little bit earlier, is good. Talking about some of these things that they need uh, when they're out doing parks on the air. Um, so they're talking mm-hmm. about you know ways to spot each
1: other. That's spot good. themselves and things like that, which is great. Yep. Uh, you know, radio, battery, wire, table, chairs, shade. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're getting into the ETA of things. So uh, sunscreen, shade. Mm-hmm. Sunscreen, a bald guy like
0: this, man, burn up quick. Yeah, doesn't, I'm doesn't take long.
1: here from being out on the tractor the other day. So, yep, sunscreen, microphone, uh, your paddle,
0: laptop if you can. Laptop seems sometimes mm-hmm. to be exact, uh, uh, like that's uh, such a luxury, but if you can do it, hey, you plan on coming back home, yep. I get it. Headphones that was a big one that uh, Steve mentioned before we started the show. Uh, Laptop again. These are parks on the air, folks. So this is uh, a good, a good cross section. A watt meter to uh, check the drain on your battery. The keyer, another Mm -hmm. computer, fan for the hot van. Water makes the list here with Peter. He's a uh, big activator as well.
1: Don, yeah, bug spray. That's another one. Depending on where you're going, you need to deal with uh, insects all the time. Bug repellent. All. Mm -hmm. I like that the grill charcoal, and uh, veggie dogs <laughs> in me, my case there you go yeah.
0: That's Ben. Uh, cable making kit drink snacks extra writing instruments so there you go though this is the community mm-hmm. this is not uh, Steve and I telling you uh, what what you need to do this is the community providing uh, feedback for itself and usually a lot of the experience comes from getting out there making some mistakes refining your kit so it's valuable mm-hmm. to ask the community and that was uh, yeah. the intention today
1: and you don't need to reinvent the wheel i mean the wheels already invented so uh, go and uh, see what other people are doing and learn from their experiences and uh, unless you know you want to learn the hard way and but uh, i kind of like to you know learn from others and then uh, make improvements and go from there and, and share, and share those things. This is what worked for me. It might not work for you, but here's you know other options to think about.
0: And look so. at the cross-section of uh, the answers. I like to look at the things that multiple people are listing. Of course, we mentioned the the important ones for your body, the actual fuel for your body, the water, the food, all these sorts of things. But getting across to the multi-tool. I mean, a whole show could be devoted to what's your favorite multi-tool. I, I have mine. I've even got a bigger one than this but this is the wave (laughs) not a sponsor but going through some trial and error they can be bigger sizes they can be smaller Mm -hmm. Uh, it's all about what you want and what you've done and if you've ever got your hand pinched in one of these like this one will do uh, that's one of the ones I've had to just uh, deal with because I like everything else Mm -hmm. about it but you can get into uh, a full discussion just on what what's your knife? You know, I got nothing. You think I'm kidding. (laughs) it's a knife guy. I dig knives. I mess around. But Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it's one of the uh, when I mentioned earlier today, it's it's one of the tools. And these aren't just props for me to grab. I can grab what I've been dealing with a lot is of ibuprofen Um, uh, with this tooth of mine I've been dealing with. But they're always with me. Steve pulled out a knife out of his pocket. He's only walked 100 yards from his house or whatever it is today but that's part of his you know it's like another thing do a whole show on knives
1: maybe maybe sometime but cross reference I just you you get up you stick the cell phone in your pocket and the knife goes in the other pocket and it's just one of those do you ever feel
0: naked without it like I do like I can I'm like my belt I'm like oh no I forgot my where is knife or what 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 did I do where is it like is
1: it so yeah yeah, so cross-reference People
0: reference call mm-hmm. Everyday carry. Uh,
1: so it's just everyday carry. So
0: all right, let's take some cool questions cool. here. I some appreciate questions. everybody, uh, everybody who's uh, come in today, and uh, and given. I I wish we could. I really want to encourage everybody to once the show's post, come back and put in the comments because all your chat references are great, uh, but they may not stay. They may not be there once I cut off the dancing bit. And the countdown, <laughs> we lose the chat. So bring your information yeah. back in the comments. That's where it's good. Plus, that helps uh, the show. It helps push us up to let it uh, let the uh, the people at and, the YouTube's uh, know. Thank that. Thank you,
1: Todd, for all the good information you've been posting. Uh, Todd uh, has just been uh, a wealth of information in the in the chat there. So thanks for uh, contributing.
0: All right, good deal. This is the portion of our program where Uncle Steve and I like to take your questions so we're going to do that if you have a question you can go and put a cue in the chat just remember uh, the chat may not live forever but you could send us your questions Uh, they are compiled from emails our facebook and twitter all these sorts of things Uh, but that's where the questions come from steve does not know what these questions are ahead of time he does not want to know nope so we must no. always say if we stump Uncle Steve, you've asked a really good question <laughs> that, about how DNA <laughs> is uh, developed and tested <laughs> on crime scenes. You know, So if you stump him, but we will say if, if we can't give you the answer today in our experience, we will, uh, we'll go research it a little further. I don't think we'll be thrown for any loops, but let's, uh, let's get started. Hey, you never know.
1: Question number one, what does full quieting mean? Okay, so full quieting is a term used in FM, so on like two meters or UHF repeater. So it's an FM mode. And uh, what happens is um, it's the signal. So when you're working a repeater, you you look at your radio and the you're going to get full scale or S9 or whatever, what you're hearing the repeater it's always the same the the thing that you can tell convey to the person you're talking to that's getting in that is accessing the repeater like you is whether they're noisy into the repeaters receiver so in fm if you if you have uh, your you're kind of we'll, we'll say your s3 into the repeaters receiver there's going to be some noise that is going to be mixed in with your audio so there will be of that white noise or hash in the background and what full quieting means is that basically the signal is clear there's no background no no background noise or we if there's you know we just hear you, everything we can hear the pin drop essentially and uh so that's just a way of giving the person you're talking to through a repeater a signal report as far as how they are getting into the repeater <laughs> you hear the repeater whether it's full scale or it could be noisy also but uh, that's a term that's been used for a long time, full quieting, into the repeater's receiver. We don't use it on HF, it's, but, but normally just in FM. Uh, you could do it on simplex, too. It's like if you're uh, working somebody on simplex, like, yeah, you're full quieting, So which means you've got S9 plus signal. All right.
0: Here's an interesting one, Steve. Check this out. What sort of ham radio products can be made
1: with a three d printer
2: everything <laughs> everything
1: is the oh, answer. i've enclosures uh if you wind your own balance you can make the case for that is uh insulators for your uh, antennas your center sections for a dipole antenna mm-hmm. there's a lot of things you can make with a three d printer i mean yeah granted you can't uh you know three d print out a uh an FGP, uh, you know, field gate array, uh, chip or anything like that. But you know, if you make a little, uh, QRP kit that comes on a circuit board or something, you can make a, an enclosure for that. So it's, uh, it's everything.
0: You, you want to know what uh, I heard? I talked, I, I heard some fellas talking just yesterday and we're talking about mm-hmm. emergency communications, disaster relief and all this sort of stuff with our 73 and this conversation today. I heard a couple of fellows talking about how they can um, 3D print shelters, like houses, like assembling. And I was like, "Really? Yeah. You know, how is that possible? And why?" I mean, it starts all these things with me, where people are going to say, "You crazy hippie boy!" But you know, no, know it's complicated. But we've got people who live in tents in our place, and we can We have the ability in times of disaster to make fabricated shelters by this sort of technology
1: mm-hmm. yeah you can have a complete kit a uh a basically 3d print uh legos and then assemble your uh your lego uh, uh shelter or whatever so yeah no there's there's all kinds of things you can 3d print in fact uh I remember a story of Bob Heil telling me that uh, when they designed the uh, the base for the PR10, um, they did everything in 3D with a 3D printer to get the shape, and uh, and before they went to tooling because tooling is very expensive. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now you can pre-make things uh, with the 3D printer, and then you go off to tooling to have uh, the tooling made. And uh, I mean, that's just one of many things that you can do with a 3D printer. So, but in the ham side, what I've seen is cases for QRP rigs, insulators for uh, simple antennas for your uh, for your portable antennas. So are you going to build a uh, a link dipole or something? You can now make your little insulators know, and your I center know. section, awesome. and uh, for your 20 gauge wire or whatever antenna wire you're using. So, there, it's just. Uh, the the possibilities are endless.
0: If you're into that 3D printing, put uh, some comments down below the video. Let us know what you're making. And um, man, I tell Steve all the time, like I just put in an order with Steve yesterday for a 20-meter <laughs> antenna. This guy makes an antenna like nothing I've seen on the commercial market. And I'm like, yeah, 20 meters, I got a problem out there. Could be a connector, but I'm using an old ballon. And uh, like you said, those little... Those little things, those insulators. So, if uh, people are out there making that stuff, let us know because there's so many little cool projects, and it's a world I don't, I don't really understand. But uh, I might be uh, interested in making some stuff, man. That'd be, that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool.
0: Put your comments below the video. We want to know what you're making with your 3D printer. All right, we got uh, time for one more here. Here's an interesting one. This has to do with the beginning of a net, or maybe during a net, maybe every thirty minutes, and we've heard it done. Uh, standby for emergency or priority traffic. The question came in just uh, this week. What is really happening at
1: that time? Well, it kind of goes back to for you know long uh, for many many years, and it's. Uh, and so when amateur radio was pretty much predominant communications mode uh, before cell phones and everything, that, all the conveniences we have today, um, if you were say somewhere and you were stranded or you were out on a, say, a boat and your engine broke down and you're you know 15 miles offshore or, or wherever, you always know that there's a net that's going to come oh yeah this net's going to be on at such and such time every day and you know at the beginning of that net they're going to ask for um an opening and listen for people that have emergency or priority traffic and that's kind of just kind of kept going along it's just one of those traditions that uh it has continued and uh, will always continue And because if you're out there in the wilderness or wherever you're at and you're in trouble, you kind of have an idea of what nets are and what time of the day they are. And it's like, hey, now when you have a net, you have all these people that are scattered around. Now you have more ears that can hear you. Maybe one person in that whole group of people that is gathering for that net will hear you. That net control might not, but all it needs is one person to hear you. And then get that uh, traffic across so i think it's a good tradition to keep it and asking at the beginning of uh, a lot of established nets to you know stand by for priority or emergency traffic and that could be that one shot that you have it's like that like that person that had that just enough uh battery life in their cell phone to take that picture and send it out and uh and that's that's the other shot. So this is all—it's it, just tradition and continues on today.
0: I listen to the Maritime uh, net or the frequency. You know, it's fourteen three hundred. And sometimes I just like to have some audio on. You know, I don't have to worry about riffraff or anybody saying anything improper when my girls walk in the room. Usually, any on that frequency. And I've listened at times, in times of trouble. And uh, mm-hmm. it comes up more often than you think. It's really compelling radio when they are trying to help someone. Either it's lost, uh, a lost boat is out on there, or haven't been heard from, and they're passing this traffic. And sometimes they're really aggressive in trying to find someone who's lost. It's been too mm-hmm. long. There, You can feel the energy change for that. Uh, they're passing information back and forth. So it's a really... Um, interesting place to maybe even hear that but that pause like Steve Steve says is um you know if you have that traffic or you're lost you're in trouble you've got a problem and I've heard those calls too where people have lost direction they've kind of lost track of the um call called a landline but you know where you could you actually can see mm-hmm. uh, where you've gone from and people get lost so I I listen to that and I think you can hear that and then the tradition is on most nets pausing to, before they take that frequency over to say, is there any emergency? And it might be a throwaway, and maybe it's just a tradition. You know, you kind of wonder how many people are ready to actually serve and act when you're off in a, a mm-hmm. frequency and it's just a headbanger's net. We're just going to get together and, you mm-hmm. know, what are you, What would you do? Are you ready to uh, serve as you pause for that priority traffic? That's a whole nother discussion. Maybe we can get into that as we go, But, but thank you for that. That's a that's an important important piece. Listen to fourteen three hundred. Sometimes I think I've got that frequency right. Right, I mm-hmm. think that's,
1: that's right. fourteen three hundred. Yeah,
0: it's a good one to listen and learn. Sometimes there's nothing going on. Sometimes they're just calling and they'll check in with a guy in a car. Like, oh, thanks for coming back to me, buddy. But there are yeah, times when
1: weather info and stuff like yep. that—they're just you know keep they're they're there. And that's uh, another thing is that there's always, and that's what's you know what's cool about nets i mean a, we, you know, a lot of people bag on them oh we got too many nets or this or that mm-hmm. but you know what if you're in trouble and you are you need help you're gonna thank you know having a net there because at least you know there's a there's an audience that you can get to instead of just going out there blindly calling at least you might have a, a shot of getting getting out and getting getting help that you need all right want to mention
0: this because we didn't get to it. Next week I'm going to announce a grand prize. It's still in the works. It's uh, pretty close. It'll be one thing or the other thing. And I'll do this real quick before we go. If you go to 100wattsandawire.com, click on the events, you'll see June 11th through the 13th is our 100 Watts and a Wire tune-up. It has all the information you'll need there. I think we have a list of perhaps 11. We have a, a new prize uh, came in just yesterday. And they're all listed. It is not a contest, friends. We uh, have a point system to keep people honest. We were, we're giving away thousands or thousands of dollars, uh, certainly over the years, to people who participate. We've got everything from MFJs giving us uh, an antenna by ONO Power is going to give a battery and the charger for that Elocraft first time sponsoring. Uh, we welcome them. They're giving an AX1 antenna package. Mm-hmm. Uh, may be very good for you portable folk who like to uh, get out there nuts and bolts again, they're going to give away subscription LDG, your choice of meters. you got to see these meters, these analog, beautiful meters with colors. And I think I need to put one on the Christmas list for Steve there. Uh, that's your, <laughs> your FTDX 101. That's you, right? Yes, sir. That's your radio. So Okay, it's on your Christmas mm-hmm. list. Uh, NI4L makes some uh, very um, durable antennas, Given away an off-center fed there, uh, with some really nice wire. ABR Industries. We didn't get to mention them yesterday uh, or last week, rather. But we remember last year, or it was the fall. It was last year, but it was the fall, just in the fall for the fallout. Mm-hmm. They gave away 50 feet an assembly and put the winner's name on it.
1: I'm like, yes, ooh, that call sign, yes, yep, naming calls so cool. a really
0: cool thing, and that's one of those things I just don't know about. Here's a new one from our friend in Wisconsin. He's known to be making these two-meter, these j poles, uh, Kilo Bravo 9, Victor Bravo, uh, Romeo, antennas. Uh, nice. So you can win one of those, too, if you need a pole mm-hmm. antenna. Thanks to Michael for donating that, I think just yesterday or the day before. Much appreciated. CQ Magazine's gonna give away three uh, a three-year digital subscription. Three per day, Steve. They're gonna give away three wow. winners. So we've got lots of prizes and um, thinking about bundling some stuff up because it's quite a bit of stuff so people are going to win you just need to get out there and be active the point system I'll talk about it a little bit I know we're getting long in the tooth here today but there's so much to talk about I need to do another stream after Uncle Steve and I go potty (laughs) the bladder is what controls the length of the show that's what you need exactly last prize on the list uh, for this week the power film solar panel 20 watt foldable you take it out and it's that's a very generous list of prizes. We we didn't look at them today. We will look at them next week. Next week is show number 300. Um, we will open the door up to you so you can stop in if you're new or if you're, uh, you've been running with us for a long time. It'll be like the old meet and greets. Come by and say hello on our special 300th episode. I don't even know who would stop by, but we'll find out. The point system for the tune-up and the fallout, it's to protect the integrity of those who are out there grinding up contacts mm-hmm. and really working hard at it to to try and maybe win a prize or just get out there. One point for general contacts, two points for 100-watt IDs. You would just say, do you have a 100-watt ID? They'll say no, and you're like, no problem. You know it's one point. Two points, there's 4,000-plus 100-watt IDs out there, so there's plenty to work. And then the bonus stations mm-hmm. come into play. Steve will be one. I'll be one. We'll give you five points. Get some skin in the game, as Steve says. And that's the point system. So it's not a contest uh, per se. But, uh, yeah, that's what that's all about. So a pretty good list. Next week I will um, nice. present the grand prize, the standalone prize. It'll be something cool, but uh, you'll have to tune in for that.
1: Next week. All right. What do we miss? join us next week. Yeah, come in. I'm going to leave the key. Come in and join us. Yeah, and uh, just feel free. We want to see you. We want to chat with you. Thank you for all your support over the years. We really appreciate it.
0: People are missing the meet and and greet. They say, I want to do the meet and greet. What are you doing? You big dummy. I want to come see you. (laughs) Uh, But uh, just put on hold. It doesn't mean it's forever. But... I know it's time. I think at a 300 episode, I'll leave the key under the mat. It'll be good for people to be either linked into our social media stuff, you know, the Facebook group. Twitter makes me nervous putting the key in the Twitter. It's just uh, there's there's a great community there too, but it's where I get my information from. And who knows? Uh, Facebook feels a little different than Twitter to me in terms of our community. Uh, the chat will be a good place. You can guarantee the chat will, will have the key. And just come up for a quick hello, and we'll just see who's interested. If not, we'll just pack it in and go take a nap. <laughs> 300. I'm tired. Where do, where do, wow. My grandfather says, where does the time go? Uh, tomorrow, a question I was going to ask you, it's Mother's Day. So it's Mother's Day.
1: It depends, Let's
0: everybody. Take-, uh, take a break from the net. Is that what you think? Yeah,
1: why don't we do that? Why don't we celebrate Mother's Day and... Uh everyone uh just go take care of your your moms your wives our mothers in our lives and uh let's uh, let's take a break from it okay. i know it will uh it will so keep our spouses and mothers happy maybe That's we'll get on them. the air i say we
0: it could be me um it's raining again today i'll have my girls we'll do limited outdoor stuff because it seems to rain on these days usually this would be a great garden day mm-hmm. get out and play yesterday was that day it was better but windy oh. I think maybe I will get on the air and operate at some point this weekend. I don't know quite yet, but if you subscribe and hit the notification bell, you'll know. And maybe I'll drag Steve in. It just depends on what's, when, yeah. and what's going on. It, it we'll see. We'll Mama just might
1: see. kick me out of the house and said, "Go out into the sh- out in the shop." Yeah, and, and he'll, go play he'll sneak radio out. And he'll
0: <laughs> headphones on, tune it all up. We'll, we'll just see. On but on. tomorrow, enjoy your mother. Enjoy your mother if yeah. you have the uh, privilege to enjoy. If not, your significant other, uh, the, the mother of your children. You know I'm a mother lover, Steve.
1: Yep. and They, they say your, it All you moms, uh, happy Mother's Day, and thank you for all you do for us.
0: All right. 73 for now, friends. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, take care of yourselves. Look out for each other. Uh, and we will be back here next week with episode 300, the grand prize name, blah, blah, blah. We appreciate you. 73, guys. Take care of
1: yourself. 7 3, everyone.
3: To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsandawire.com.